0: not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin.
1: This is Dr. Dan. You have been listening to Jerry Hawkins' account of the ATF raid on his home and farm in the pre-dawn hours of April Fourteenth, 2021 approximately 18 months ago. We'll return and discuss this event after this commercial. Once again, let's listen to Jerry Hawkins' account of the ATF rate on his home and farm in the pre-dawn hours of April 14th, 2021. And remember, that's approximately 18 months ago. On April the
2: 14th of 2021, uh, the ATF and several other agencies raided our home. The raid began in the pre-dawn hours, about six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was out back taking the dogs out to use the restroom and do their business. My wife happened to still be in bed that morning. Several, and of course it was dark, uh, armed agents drew down on me in the backyard At the same time, another five or six agents were busting through the front door. Uh, My wife heard the commotion. She got up and came to the front door thinking it was one of the animals or me. Now, while I was in the backyard, they disarmed me. I had my 45 on my hip. Um, They had me put it on the ground. They cuffed me and walked me around to the front where the armored vehicles were sitting. The same thing happened to my wife. They didn't cuff her, but they took her out to the armored vehicles through the front door. Now, they did not shoot any of our dogs. They allowed us to crate our dogs. Once they got us to the armored vehicles, of course, they kept us separate. They wouldn't show me the warrant. They did say they had a warrant. When, when they shined the flashlight in my eyes and drew down on me, they um, They identified themselves finally, but as they were all screaming, it's hard to understand what they're saying. But we got that cleared up. They were ATF. They said they had a warrant, so I complied. After they handcuffed me, had my wife at the armored vehicles, droves of other vehicles began pouring in. Somewhere between 60 and 80 agents We're going through through our house for over eight hours that day. They used two or three armored vehicles. They had drones, helicopters, box trucks, dozens and dozens of other vehicles. So over the next eight hours, my wife and I were kept under armed guard. They started moving in the house and they continually continuously asked us, where's the gold? Part of our investments in our retirement, we had precious metals in the house. They knew this from apparent surveillance of my transactions previously. So over the next eight hours, they took all of our precious metals. They had wiped out our bank accounts previously, I guess the night before. They did not take a single firearm, but they took the electronics. They took my wife's business computers. They took all of my computers, cell phones, tablets, any uh, external hard drives, jump drives, all of that. They took the uh, hard drive from my security system. After several hours, I was finally allowed to see the warrant after repeatedly asking to see the warrant. At that point in time, I was told by the special agent in charge that it had been decided that all solvent traps are silencers. Now, that is contrary to a 2016 letter issued by the ATF that uh, said that as long as it does not allow a bullet to pass through it, a solvent trap is a completely legal and unregulated device. So after eight or so hours, they finally left. Um, Again, it was just swarms. They took all of the money. They actually, as they were leaving, took rolls of quarters, dimes, and nickels off of one of the bookshelves, but left the pennies. So they finally left. And my wife and I are thinking, this is easy enough to resolve. They're wrong. We were not manufacturing illegal silencers. We noticed later on that part of what they took was other filter items. I sold a line of particulate filters. I had uh, rainwater collection filters. They took filters off my downspouts on my gutter system and wrote them down as illegal silencers. They took the oil filters from the freeze dryer system I have and wrote them down as illegal firearms. They took an inline garden hose filter that I had and cataloged it as an illegal firearm silencer. Okay, so they leave, and we're, we're just almost dumbfounded at the amount of force they use to rate us. So we figured, okay, according to the Civil Asset Forfeiture Reform Act, within 60 days, they have to file a civil lawsuit for the forfeiture or file criminal charges. We thought it would be resolved quickly without any issues because they're 100% in the wrong on this. It seemed apparent from the raid, they only took the filter parts as a pretext so they could take the money. They didn't ask about the firearms. They didn't ask about the filters. They wanted to know where the money was. They asked over and over and over again. All right, so they leave, and, of course, we hire a lawyer and start going through the whole process. To date, now this is after two and a half years of investigation, there are no charges. There are no charges pending. There are no criminal charges the department of justice filed their first civil suit on july 30th 2021 now that was past the 60-day deadline so according to law they were already supposed to return our property because they still maintain our life savings our investments all of our bank accounts they completely wiped everything out up to leaving us a few handfuls of pennies they've got my business completely shut down they seized my website They took my wife's business computers that have years of research, case studies, all her certifications, and they still have not returned any of that. Now, on July 29th, we filed a motion to have certain of the precious metals returned that were easily identified as being before I started the business which means they were not part of the search and seizure warrant. On October the 25th, 21, the motion for the silver return was dismissed because it can be argued in the civil case. On August 24th, the Department of Justice requested that we allow them a stay on the case. We refused. On August the 26th, the Department of Justice filed a motion to stay in the court. The same day, without any consultation from our lawyer, the judge granted them an indefinite stay on the civil suit, meaning it can't go to court. Okay. So tried to, yes, so, sir.
1: so let me talk to you about a few things. Um This, I mean, when I hear a story like this, it is extremely troubling to me. Um, You have to be concerned in a country in which bureaucrats, people who should be making rules and regulations that can be in some places and sometimes fought, when those people have the power to have a paramilitary force to, to go around the country and enforce the rules and regulations themselves, that is about as close to a dictatorship as you can possibly get. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss of words because I cannot imagine what must have been going through your mind on that morning. And I want to drop back a bit to that. You're leading a really wonderful life. I mean, you've done great things in your life. You're obviously an intelligent person. And you put your intelligence uh, and your wife's intelligence to work, making a living, raising a family, doing everything that you're supposed to do. Uh, And you're very inventive about it. I mean, look at the, you're the solvent traps in a garden hose. Well, that's a great idea, isn't it? How about in downspouts and, you know, water collection systems? Another great idea and something definitely needed. And you've carefully gone about your investments so that you had a nest egg and a home and everything else in order to live out the rest of your life. And then all of a sudden, one morning, standing before you, are government thugs in military military armor armed confronting you in your own yard? What went through your mind at that moment?
2: Well, to be honest with you, Doctor Dan, my wife and I both had a peace about it. Uh, the, the Lord just gave us peace. We didn't get agitated because I knew any mistake could result in catastrophic consequences. And had they killed us, they get to write their own story. So any action taken would have been in vain. And and the Lord just gave us a piece about it. Um, we stood by, we let them do what they were going to do, because nothing I could say would have changed what they're going to do. So we stood by, we let them do what they were going to do. Um, you know, the SWAT teams coming in, the door were shaking. So, of course, we did not want to provoke any accidents, let's say, whether you know some people may have wanted to or not. So it was going through my mind. Uh, again, as I started my company, I knew that the ATF was watching solvent traps. So I was very careful to make sure everything was public. And I guess in the back of my mind, something like this could happen. I did not believe it would because everything I was doing was in strict accordance with the law as it's written. Yes, it was nerve wracking. It was traumatic. But we also had a piece about it.
1: Well, I'm discussing here with uh, Jerry Hawkins, an entrepreneur, businessman, who served his country in the military. They had a business and the ATF didn't like the business. They didn't like the business not because he was uh, because he was making things that were illegal, because he really wasn't. What other people do with your products after they leave your house or after they leave your business, that's you have no control over that. If I go buy a hammer in the department in in a store, and use the hammer to do anything illegal, it's not the store's fault. And so I'm, I'm very impressed with your ability to take a couple deep breaths, assess the situation, and not do anything stupid. And I will say from my point of view that faith, belief in God, uh, the, that ability to have that faith is what obviously pulled you through.
2: And if I could reiterate that, that's absolutely correct. I, I don't know how we would have handled what we've been going through for the last year and a half, if it was not for our faith. And a lot of people that this happens to don't have that faith. And, and I feel sorry for them. It's it's a very traumatic experience. And, and yes, indeed, our, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is what has kept us positive. It's kept us hopeful and it's kept our resolve. We, you know, My wife and I decided early on that we were not going to make any decisions out of fear. All of our decisions had to come from faith or they were the wrong decisions. And we dug our heels in and we're going to hold fast. And you were talking about some of the disturbing actions uh, of the agencies. The very first call the lawyer I had at the time made to the U.S. attorney. The U.S. attorney thought it was necessary to bring up how concerned the Department of Justice was that I was giving out copies of the U.S. Constitution. Let that one sink in.
1: We do not know if Jerry Hawkins is guilty of manufacturing illegal gun parts or if he is an innocent victim of ATF overreach. We do not know if the ATF seizure of his bank accounts and personal funds, the destruction of his business and the disruption of his personal life and his ability to earn a living was justified or not. And that is precisely the problem with this entire incident. Eighteen months after the ATF raid, Jerry Hawkins, his wife, and his family are all in limbo. His guilt or innocence has never been adjudicated in a court of law. Jerry Hawkins has been denied his due process rights as required by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. These are the elements of due process directly from the Bill of Rights. Amendment number four, the right of the people to be secure in their persons Houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Amendment 5. No person shall be held to answer. For a capital or otherwise infamous crime, unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Amendment number six. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, and to have the assistance of counsel for his Defense. It is intolerable in a civilized society when due process rights of individuals are ignored or abused by law enforcement and the judicial system. When our government and judicial system is allowed to unilaterally suspend the habeas corpus and due process requirements in the Constitution and Bill of Rights, to achieve a political agenda, we are no longer a nation of laws. We are, in fact, no better than the dictatorships, past and present, whose violations of human rights we now condemn. All of us must remember that the Holocaust in Nazi Germany during World War II happened to people just like each of us, people who just couldn't bring themselves to believe that their so-called civilized government would be capable of perpetrating war crimes and genocide against its own citizens. The ends do not justify the means. Resist tyranny and trust